You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. I just want to make sure that this is Episode 5 because... (laughs) Your Best. wife, your wife thought that last week was episode five. I know. Best that I could tell, it's episode five. This is episode five. But she, she called me. Like, she listened to it in the car on the way to work, and she's like, "It was a good episode. It was funny. I liked it." She goes, "But I think you guys are doofuses because that was episode five. And I was like, "Who? No, who's who's the doofus now? Who's the doofus now, Lauren? Exactly. Now it is episode five. The doofus episode." <laughs> Speaking of doofuses, it's I was going to call this one the days of awful. The days of awful yeah. is is the plural of doofus doofuses or doofi or doofus I like doofus I, but that doesn't even sound like it doesn't sound. I think it's doofuses. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's not even it's not even like a doofus is someone who is largely kind of unaware and oafish. Hmm. We're talking about someone who's like mendacious. Who's like, I'm in trouble, so I'm going to burn down the house. You know, I don't give a shit. A doofus doesn't do that. A doofus is like, oh, ho, ho, I left the pot on the kettle, you know, the kettle on all night or something. That's so, true. Right? He is mendacious, but he couldn't burn the house down if he wasn't aided and abetted by a group of arsonists. Well, in fact, we were having that conversation over dinner this evening with uh-huh. uh, with uh, our family who was here, right. and we're saying that you know when he finally leaves office, no matter how he does, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, "Oh no, it really wasn't me," you know, circumstances, whatever. No, no, right in there. Sure, just like everybody was in the French Resistance. <laughs> I remember. No, no, I was in there as <laughs> I remember when, like in two thousand four and five, like like reform was all the the rage in the in the Arab world, and like uh-huh. you talk to these guys who you knew were like you know either regime henchmen or regime bootlickers, and they're like they'd say to you, they can find you know. <laughs> I, I've been a reformer for 25 years. <laughs> like, oh yeah, right. I'm reforming from the inside. You know, I, I, I told, I, I was telling them this whole time yeah. that reform was necessary. Yeah. If only they would listen to me. <laughs> I was saying this forever and he, they were like, no man, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, we have to change the system. I, I warned everybody. I did. You're glad that you're lucky that I was on the inside because things could have been <laughs> so much worse. Had I not been there to stop them, said nobody in the Trump administration ever, at so, least not currently. A couple of updates. The uh, okay. now infamous Monica Lewinsky tweet uh, offering oral sex to impeach the president of the United States. Because, Wait, say this quote, again because I'm not so, on the Twitter. Oh, so there was it was going around yesterday that then Monica I, Lewinsky had tweeted – that she volunteers to give the president oral sex because that's apparently the only thing the Republicans care about and are willing to impeach someone over. 
Only if it's a Democrat, though. So, it turns out that this yeah. was a hoax, as oh, one could probably have so imagined, but not before. No, it wasn't her. I mean, there's a, like a tweet generator. You can, you know, take anybody's profile and do stuff. And so, um, that is a hoax, that tweet, just for anybody who might have been interested in that. And Everybody um, should get off Twitter so they won't, have, they won't fall victim to these hoaxes. And then the other, this was not a hoax. Uh, the president <laughs> tweeted today that he the get off Twitter. junior senator from Utah, oh, Mitt Mitt, Romney, Mittens. Mitt Romney, is a pompous, quote-unquote, a pompous ass. You know, um, full disclosure. Yes. You know, I don't. Although I'm not on Twitter, I did see somebody posted on the Facebook that right. tweet, and I was curious as to why the word "ass" was put in quotes. I don't know. Like, why would he put "ass" in quotes? He's called him a pompous quote ass unquote. <laughs> why? Just call him a pompous ass. I, He's illiterate. He's I, I don't know. Really, he does have illiterate. a very peculiar Limited. and unusual. Style of punctuation. He's punctuationally challenged. <laughs> he is indeed. So uh, that was uh, those were two big stories from today. This is a, these say. are big stories. These are I big mean, stories. I mean, like you know, Iraq is burning down. Uh, yeah, Hong Kong continues to burn down. Yeah, speaking of burning down, if you hadn't noticed, two days ago it was ninety degrees, and then the <laughs> next day it was fifty. It was ninety <laughs> degrees, I think, on Tuesday in DC. And then 50 the next day, but nothing to see here. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so, so things have gotten crazier. It's like you think like, oh, things can get crazier. There's now three whistleblowers. There's two on the Ukraine thing. And right. now there's a whistleblower at the IRS who says that right. either the He's been- audit of the, either the president's or the vice president's uh, uh, tax returns has been interfered with politically. Okay, but here's the deal. Shoot. The Republicans are great at circling the wagons. Right. Because in the last couple of days they, do they do have, that well. Yeah. They do they all get on message. They're all reading from the same hymnal right now. And now they're saying it's okay. He's investigating corruption. Right. He should be investigating corruption <laughs> because that's Son. what we should be doing. It just happens to be Joe Biden. Look, Joe Biden's son. son it's very curious as to how to he's take, gotten so much money and how he got to, these contracts. These corruption these investigations. I mean, the president, you know, he's just interested in rooting out corruption. This has been one this of his priorities from he's day one. Drain the swamp. Draining the swamp. He's draining the swamp. Now, is let me anybody, ask a question. Okay, though. so go ahead. As long as we're looking at the offspring of politicians for corruption. <laughs> yeah, right. But wait a perhaps, second. Wait a perhaps. We should start with the current president and well, his his children and I, their I have to spouses. Say that, I have to say that that whole angle, yeah, you know, Ivanka. No, no, no. It's just boring. I mean, like we know, boring. We know. Well, I'm, we know. Well, but the question that I have is, yeah. it's, it's 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 a it's a larger one. Is uh-huh. that at this point, when the president of the United States gets before the cameras? Mm-hmm. Or his supporters in the Congress get before the cameras and say, well, you know, the president has a responsibility to root out corruption. And, and you know, it's it's not about Joe Biden. It's about rooting out corruption. Right. Does anybody anywhere really believe this? They do. Who Really? They don't want people are not like 
insanely cynical. They actually are taking this and saying, yes, of course, excuse, this is what the president me. is doing. Excuse me. Yes, go ahead. Wait, does anybody believe that? <laughs> just, it's so There's it's 30 so bizarre. to 40% of the country is going to buy whatever shit but, comes out of his mouth. But, I, but do they genuinely believe it or they're just like, There's okay. got to be a, a large portion of that 30 to 40% that actually I mean, does believe it. Because it's so crazy and cynical well, that they're out is, there saying but, that. But we're and I talking... So, shouldn't, I feel like everybody at this point is like, okay, this is totally cynical, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you see, I think you're giving some people too much credit. Don't forget about the brainwashed people who all they do is get their news from Breitbart and Fox and right. things further to the right, and that they don't read the New York Times or the Washington Post because those are liberal rags that are full of crap and that they're out to get the president. That's not that's fake news. So <laughs> it's too much for me. I just I, I it, it seems bizarre that anybody would take. The president, even diehard supporters, have to like at some point realize not that it doesn't mean that they're not going to support him. That they like the fact that the president is trolling the press by with a straight face saying, "I'm interested in rooting out corruption." But that's and it just happens to be Joe Biden. It's not right? just that he's trolling the press, though. I think you're you touch on something that's that's right. They're tr- he's trolling all of us, and we've talked about this. He's not he's not trolling the press. He's making us nuts. Yeah. And for people who in, you know, what, what they refer to as flyover country or the forgotten white folks or whatever it is, right. they right. love this. I know. They well, love dude, it. We, I, there was that article. Because you're suffering, right? Right. The, you're uh, suffering. Right. And you're crying liberal tears and that makes them happy. Right. You know why? Because they have nothing. They have nothing else and all they can do is stick their finger in your eye. Well, I, I will say that's that, all they can do. That that piece I sent you today from the Times, which right. I presume will be in the Sunday review section, because it's based on a book um, about this rural county in Arkansas. It sounds like to me that you want, there is that aspect to it. Like they like the fact that the president sticks his finger in the eye of the of the elite. But this was a county that actually during the gas boom did quite well. So okay. it's not exactly like these people have nothing. Although now with gas prices falling, they have, they don't it, have a lot. It did but, well on, you know, that's yeah, kind right. of, it's like on rents though, right? Like that's, yeah, the yeah, 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 exactly. The, exactly. Yeah. And like, it like a, it's like a third world country that is yeah. a one crop economy. It is subject to the, to the swings of global prices. Right. In but it wasn't, it wasn't doing well because right. the people there were fully employed right. and making bank. Right. It just happened to be what was beneath them. Which right. Is, so yeah. now when that's worth less, right. they still don't have an education. Right, 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 right. They still don't have and gainful they don't employment. Seem, right, right. They don't seem, they don't seem what? No, they don't, they don't seem like they have a genuine, um, it's, I, I think the name of the piece was what was – oh, God, it was like – I read it this I, morning when you sent it to me. I really liked it. Um, I know. Wait, just, let me get – I'm going to get it. It, it, it was disturbed like, me greatly, it obviously. Was, it, was, it was like the land of self-defeatism or something like that. Hold on. Let me check it out. Because it, yeah. it was really 
it was really rather interesting to me that again people were doing things in the land. It was called in the land of self defeat. In the land and, of self defeat, and it, it didn't. Are, it struck me that people didn't genuinely have a sense of what was. And, and this sounds weird, right? Because we always assume people understand what's in their interest. And but as long as the president was doing things to people that they didn't like, it was okay for him to simultaneously screw them too. Well, look, people have been voting against their interests for a long time. I I, I don't don't understand it. I mean, and you know, if you read this article, this is really the culmination of now 40 years of Republican attacks against government, against the idea of government. Right. Government is bad. You shouldn't have to pay taxes for things. Well, I don't have kids, so why do my taxes go to schools? Right. Like, that's insane. The the, the fight in this county in Arkansas was over how much to pay the librarian. The librarian. And they, and they were balking at paying her, what, $42,000 a year? Right. And they said, when one of the arguments, and one of the arguments made was she has a master's degree. Right. They're like, you don't need a master's degree to be a librarian. Right. It was like, we learned it? the Dewey Decimal System. How hard is that? Right. So there's right. this notion that nobody should be paid for any kind of expertise. Taxes right. should not be paid. So right. They were saying I, that the, the, the author was saying that these people view people who live in the city as essentially lazy. Right. <laughs> you know what? These people, I hate to say it, they're unreachable. They, you cannot yeah. reason with them. They're beyond help. We can't communicate with them because we don't speak any, we have no Isn't that language. kind of frightening? Isn't that hell, kind of frightening? Hell yes, it's frightening. I'll tell you why it's frightening. When it was a number of years ago, I was in Iraq and I was in Iraqi Kurdistan and I was talking to young people in Iraqi Kurdistan and I said, so, you know, what is it if there's anything about national myths, what connects you to the people in Basra in the South? Yeah. They said nothing. They're Arabs. We're not. They right. speak Arabic. We speak our, a little bit of Arabic, but we, especially the young generation of Kurds, don't speak a lot of Arabic. We don't share national myths. We see ourselves in the, what, what do, so, what do we share with the people in this rural county in Arkansas? I mean, it we used to be, so when I was in Iraqi Kurdistan, I felt like at the very least, there's some basic principles that I share and beliefs about my country that I share with people who live in no, different, different parts of the country that not are very, very different from where I grew up, that, that we all shared some kind of basic ideas. And I don't believe that anymore. No, not That's if they don't believe in democracy. Him. Yeah. Look, we speak the same language. That's basically it. We maybe watch the same TV shows, not anymore even. We've maybe we celebrate the, the same, same national holidays, man. In different ways, and they mean different things to us, though, right? Do you go shooting off a gun on the 4th of July? <laughs> no, come on, man. Do people really, people don't, now you're really getting in, into life. Everybody goes, and has a barbecue and celebrates okay. the country. That's what I'm Great. thinking about. Okay, so so the fact that you eat a hamburger and they <laughs> eat a hamburger on the same day, that that's no, what I think us the, the idea that well, this was the thing that was startling to me in reflecting upon that visit to Iraqi Kurdistan and talking to those people, and then thinking about the situation that we're in now, that my assumption that when 
I celebrated the 4th of July that someone in Arkansas or Alabama who I have nothing in common with except that, that we were celebrating a similar set of principles and ideas Maybe about the, the country. But I don't think that that's the... I'm, we're celebrating the same holiday, but again, different right. principles and different values. I think that and that's, that's right. the problem. That's a yeah. big problem. But I think my big takeaway from that article was, it was like I was alluding to earlier, these people are unreachable. There's no Democrat that is alive that they're going to vote for. So No, no, no. Remember those those t-shirts we saw? Um, was it a Trump rally? Rather right. be Russian than a Democrat? Right. Rather, rather Russian than a Democrat. So there's no campaign <laughs> that strategy is, that is going to convert these people is, to vote Democrat, convince them, convert them, whatever, to vote Democrat. Right. You know what needs to happen? We need to bring out the people who will vote Democrat and make sure that they actually go and vote. That's the only thing well, that we can do because we have to write this off. We have to say, we're not going to get those people. They're, they're beyond our reach. I, I, I think that that's obviously right that there are people, but there must be people in red states, red sure. counties that sure. are reachable. I mean, that that county, that county in Arkansas that was in that was in that piece in the, right. the time. Seventy percent went for Trump. Seventy four. Right. Okay, close to three quarters. Right. Just about three quarters of them. Wow. Okay. That, and that was, I think, that was the most in the United States. What was the size of that county then? It was pretty big. Anyway, whatever. I mean, it wasn't that big. No, I think uh, population wise, I guess not. No, that's what know. I'm talking about. Right. Well, rural America is emptying out because people don't want to live so there. That's they the other thing. That's the other thing we have to keep in mind. They're disappearing. This is, they're but they have away. more power. They don't, As they disappear, they gain, they gain more and more power. But that county doesn't have more power than in general. Rural America has more power than that is true, and that is one of the so as you have less people in rural America, their vote counts more, and mine is diluted. Well, eventually, with fewer and fewer people, if there's ever a census, right? You know, the numbers of their reps will go down. That's true, but it will. They'll um, still have two senators per state. That is very true. So there are structural problems in our system that need to be addressed. And I think that the last few years are really bringing that into sharp but relief. There was another. There was another topic of conversation over dinner this evening. Well, um, had an interesting dinner. So. We did. Um, was the, the debate over whether you know this is a moment or this has lasting has a lasting right. impact? And and you know my view is that this has a, a significant and lasting impact, and that it will require very significant political reforms going forward. Um, but if we unless, make it that far, well, right. And if, you know, if you continue to have voter suppression, gerrymandering, um, people willing to break the rules, I, I mean, outright break the rules yeah. to, it's called lawlessness to win so that their side wins. You're, you're never going to have, you're never going to get to that. Yeah. we well, not in our lifetimes. That's a scary thought. That is a scary thought. I mean, just go back to what we talked about a number of episodes ago about what happened in North Carolina. Where, I mean, just the North Carolina GOP just, it has been reduced to playing these tricks on the Democrats. in order to. It does. It works. Even though, you know, you have 
more Democrats in the state now than you do Republicans. I've been saying this for a long time. The only thing that's going to work is that we need to flood the cities with people. We need to put people on the streets and people need to say, fuck this shit. Well, it, it hasn't happened. It hasn't I, happened. But it hasn't point, happened. I don't think it's going have, to. I, it, it has to. At some point, people are going to say enough is enough. What that tipping point is, I don't know. Well, and the, of course, and look, you don't and, know what a tipping point is until after it happens. Right. But look, you know this and I know this and you've witnessed this firsthand. The countries where mass protests work are countries by and large where the people have nothing left to lose. And the people aren't afraid to die. Well, I, we're no, a long way away there. We are, that, we're a really far, we're far away from that. But that is the truth. When people say, Things have gotten so bad that it doesn't matter if I live or die anymore and that they're willing to get shot by a soldier or whatever is going to happen. Then change can happen. That, that's not going to happen that's, here. No, it's not going to happen here. But again, it, not like that. But if you put five million people in you know, New York City and you put two million people in Washington, D.C. and four million people in L.A. Yeah. Things could things I, could happen I, possibly, but I, like I said, I think it's you know it's it's idle chatter on the on on the amen corner because it's not going to happen. But well, I'm trying to organize it. So if, if you've got then if you've got like a I got mailing, a couple of people. If you have an email list of like ten million <laughs> people, like I'm happy to start drafting the note. Let me let me send it I'll, to you. I'll text it to you. And then I'll, I'll send it. you the draft. You can clean it up, and then we'll send <laughs> it out and just be like, "All right, we'll see you out there. Be there, be square." In the same vein, how are you feeling about impeachment this week? Last week you were very, you were like, "This is it. This is going to happen." It still feels different. It still feels that this is like some sort of turning point. Um, and I felt last week more optimistic than you did, which we're we're, really we're getting up there with turning me. points. We're getting up there with turning points like they had turning points in Iraq. I'm just, I'm just deeply pessimistic we're getting there. This I think the – like you said, you started out by saying the Republican Party and the president have closed ranks and they are now mean, have figured out. They've now figured out but, but wait look, a this second. Is a, all they've there figured has out, to be a certain amount of political support for this. All they figured out are their talking points and they're okay, on but, point with the media. Yeah. That's fine. But Let's see what happens. right now, they're starting to turn on one another a little bit. And you mentioned Mittens Romney earlier. And if yeah. a few... Didn't Ron senators, Johnson say something? Yes, he did. Right. The, you know what? Ron Johnson was the name of the stereo salesman in Fast yes. Times and Ridgemont High. Yes, yes. To whom Stacy lost her virginity when she was <laughs> 15 and he was like 26. Uh, uh, yeah. She told movie. him... She told him she was 19, though, and he bought it because, you know, <laughs> he didn't card her or anything. Dude, that movie is, it's, it's that, that movie definitely is, not woke, man. It's pretty seminal, though, in, yeah. in my I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, there's so some there are, differences, look, but it... Again, if a... If, once these other whistleblowers start to come out, like it's a, it's like an avalanche. Did Romney like respond to the president? I don't know. Well, you know, but but I think that's the kind of thing. Like here, here's a member of the Senate. Usually, members of the Senate, especially people of their own party, 
kind of close ranks and defend each other and so on and so forth. Right. Are they going to let? Are they going to you know? Are they going to respond to the president? I suspect not. You think anyone's going to defend Romney? You don't, you don't think anyone's going to? Yeah, defend no one's going to defend Romney. No, no. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. I, but I think there have to be a few senators out there, a few Republican senators who have enough sense to say, like, this has got to stop because he's essentially going to disempower the I, legislative look, branch. I, I buy it when people tell me that behind closed doors, these guys yeah. are horrified about what is happening. But then show some what, spine. What the, but the thing that then is totally mystifying to me is that people are afraid of the president's Twitter feed. And it's a Twitter feed. What they're afraid, I don't, of, I don't understand. What they're afraid of is his base. Because so what a, if you're not a member of Congress, if you're not a member of the Senate, big deal. I don't know. Up. I don't understand. Like, it can't be that great a job. They're cowards. I mean, I, 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 but at this think point, about the benefits. so think strange. About the, think about the benefits they get. They do get good benefits. I mean, come on. You're not giving up that. But Romney's got a lot of dough. Maybe that's why he's able to... Most of these guys are poor. I know. You know what? They have no spine. There was another article in the Times today that I read about all these conservatives who were never Trumpers and they've been converted. And they like now believe that he's done really well. I don't know. You know, voices from, you know, people who contributed to that National Review, the, the Never Trump National Review... And what converted uh, just, them? Was it the children in cages or was yeah, it the, saying the, that, the you know, things are actually going well, the country's in a good shape, country's How? in good shape. How is the I'm, country I'm just in good shape? I report the news. I don't, you know. Well, no, you kind of analyze the news. <laughs> let me ask I know. you a question. But they didn't really offer very good explanations as to why they believe the country was in good And you just clearly used two or three examples to demonstrate that it's not. So it, it, people... I mean, I think the theme of what we're talking about is, is people's capacity to rationalize away. This is, again, if you ever, if people out there have ever said, how was it that normal Germans could allow Adolf Hitler to take power and the Nazis to take power? Now you see how a maniac can take control because people just want to get along and they were like, well... You know, I was going to say something, but I ended up not saying I was saying, saying something. Anything. I was on the inside and exactly. I was saying something and I told but, them. You know what? I want to go back for a second, though, to yeah. something you just said about how the country is doing well, right? Because the unemployment figures came out yesterday, right? Right. And unemployment is, his, quote unquote, historically low. Well, it right? was the job growth in September. Okay, but the like, unemployment numbers are low, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, I got an email about it. I'm trying to find it right now. Go. Okay, but I seem to remember that when a certain Democrat was president not that long ago, every time the unemployment figures came out, all you would hear on Fox News was, those unemployment figures are not reliable because they don't count the number of people who are no longer in the job market. And that number is so big that it completely renders that number meaningless, the number of right. unemployment meaningless. So I get – suddenly I'm on the list for yeah. the U.S. Department of Treasury's Treasury Digit of the Day. Okay. That is sent out by Monica Crowley, who is, I guess, the Assistant Secretary for uh, – she's a spokesperson or in that communications or something like that. 
And the unemployment rate dropped to 3.5% right. in September. It's lowest level in 50 years. Okay. But again, when, when the Democrats were in the White House, that unemployment number, no matter what it was, was always scorned by Fox right. News and the Republicans and said right. that it's not, it's not accurate because it doesn't show underemployment and it doesn't show people right. who are completely out of the job market. Right. 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 You cannot All the people tell stopped me, looking for you jobs. cannot tell me that it is significant. The number of people who are out of the job market is significantly different now under him than it was under Obama. So. I, I, you know what? If you didn't buy the numbers under Obama, why are you buying those numbers under Trump? Because you got a roof of the team. But let me give it. Let me give Again, you some more it's digits. Not, yeah. It's actually more than the digit of the day. There's a number of digits here. So, um, so that email is really a misnomer. <laughs> so the overall unemployment rate is three point five percent. The Hispanic unemployment rate is three point nine percent. Um, that's the first time ever it's dropped below 4%. The African-American unemployment rate is 5.5%. Uh, and the unemployment rate for Americans with less than a high school diploma fell to 4.8%, a record low. Now, that's a very interesting t- statistic because we keep hearing about all the people who only have high school diplomas, the forgot- right. forgotten ones in the middle of the country. Yeah. They're actually, as an aggregate – Doing pretty darn well, except for those who are no longer being well, counted in that. Right? Job okay, okay, okay. 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 Fine. All a good point. Yeah. But I think we've talked about this before. Can you imagine how people would respond if they were doing poorly? This is we're getting this kind of real, you know, kind of unprecedented for our lifetimes assault on our institutions. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it is now acceptable, uh, well, it, 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 you can be openly racist, uh, Islamophobic, homophobic, anti-Semitic. I mean, the, 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 there is an environment where, um, people, and we're told right, that it's this a, group making, of, this group of people, but they're doing, they're doing well. Can you imagine if they were doing poorly? If they well, wasn't if they record, poorly, uh, if there if was record em- unemployment rather than record employment. So if they were doing poorly, his ratings would be low. Except for the fact that he, they seem to be yeah. motivated mostly on these quote unquote cultural issues. So it well, seems to me, regardless of how they're doing, whether whether they're doing well, they're doing not. That's not really what they're focused on. It never was. Because they're so angry now about the country changing that they're supportive of – they're so supportive of the president. Yet they're doing well. Could you imagine if they weren't doing well? How – I think we'd be in a – But they wouldn't be blaming – Different. They wouldn't be blaming him. No, not at all. That's not my point. My point is is that we would – it would be manifesting itself in in even more extreme ways. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just kind of frightening for me to think about how much more extreme could it be manifested. I mean, obviously, it'd be like, but yeah, it could get worse, but things are pretty bad. So clearly, it's not economic anxiety that's motivating these people. But again, he's popular because he's making America great again. And now unemployment numbers are low. And they can hate out loud. So they've got right. it all. That's right. They've got it all. 
And you know what? You and I are crying our liberal tears, and that just makes them even happier. And now they really have it all. Uh, Like I said, the days of awful. Hey, how is your how is your Rosh Hashanah? Some woman shushed me in synagogue. What? Some woman told me to take it outside when I was talking with my daughter. Whoa. Yeah, I was real pissed. What happened? She What'd you do? Like, I, I just looked at her and I was like, thank you for Did your you advice. mean ass looks. I, uh, I just turned away from her. But I was literally like a split second away from saying, do you know who I am? <laughs> you know that I'm on the executive committee of the synagogue, right? <laughs> so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I just pretty much ignored her. But I was trying to. I was talking with Mia, yeah, um, who was concerned about the presence of guards at our synagogue, and oh. I was trying to explain to her that she didn't have to panic about it. But you know, it's a serious thing, right? And this woman next to me, she said, said she shushed you in the middle of that conversation. She did. She said. You know, if you're going to have an extended conversation, you should probably go outside. Damn. Yeah. I would have been like, listen, bitch, step off. My I, daughter you know, is concerned. I didn't, I didn't want to get into it with her because I had actually been going off on a small tangent and was talking about something else yeah. in relation to it. But but still, yeah. you know, I didn't like that very much. I, I'm with you, man. I wouldn't yeah, like that very much either. And um, you know what? I'm going to send a note uh, to somebody at the synagogue asking that these people not be placed next to me at the next, next <laughs> year during the holidays. <laughs> rank show, there. I'll show that. I'm not saying that I'm going to move or have them. I mean, I'm not going to pull rank. I'm just, you know. Just have them barred from the synagogue, man. Just stop. Stop playing. Just be like, what? I'm sorry. You're no longer welcome here. I'm not going to go that far. All right. If, you know. And maybe I'll see her on Arab Yom Kippur and uh, she'll, have a, she'll have a lot to atone for. Or maybe she thinks that I'll have a lot to atone for. She's going to be expecting you to apologize to her, man. I know. But maybe you're going to be you expecting should, her to apologize to you. Maybe you should stop talking so much. <laughs> you know what, bitch? Maybe I'm not going to go. We went to a very nice, we went to a very nice service. I was very, it was lovely. Love my that. buddy Gretchen, my buddy Gretchen, who's a big listener yeah. of the MN Corner. She got us tickets to her synagogue, and then on the second night of the Roche, we yeah. went to her home and enjoyed enjoyed a meal there. So big did shout she, out to Gretchen. Yeah, did she get those tickets on StubHub? <laughs> Secondary. Market? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you good get seats. Them. Good seats. We were in the we were in the orchestra straight in the back. It was nice. Obstructed view or unobstructed view? No, unobstructed view. Are you kidding? Nice. Nice. No, it's great. It's all about the unobstructed view of the shofar. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, the shofar was sweet. I love it. Yeah, it reminds me of like um, something. The Planet of the Apes movies from the (laughs) seventies. Doesn't it? No, No, it's not. No, it's it's a shofar. No, no, no. The bad dad. Like when you listen to the shofar, I know in the background of that those movies they played. It must have been shofar on that soundtrack. Wasn't Charlton Heston in that yeah. in those movies? And yeah. wasn't he Moses? Also? He was also Moses. So it so could he possibly could be the shofar. Exactly. <laughs> there was shofar in the Planet of the Apes movies. From Did the Moses ever blow a shofar though? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. This is this is deteriorated rapidly. 
That's the entire right. premise of this podcast. <laughs> Wait, have I, have, have I been doing this wrong for four seasons? Uh, but it's episode five, right? According to um, uh, according to my according to my schedule. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're on our way out, I just want to I just want to wish from me to you have an easy fast on Wednesday. Thank you, and you know. This is the time of year. You're not even going to bother to wish me an easy fast because you know that. I, I'm uh, about to. I'm uh, about to, you know, reciprocate with the uh, good wishes. You know, at this time uh, of year, one traditionally asks the people in one's life for forgiveness for things done either inadvertently or inadvertently over the. What'd you do to me? Year. I don't. You know what? I don't think I did anything, but just in case I did, I want to apologize up front <laughs> and ask. You're for in the clear, dude. You don't. You you do not have to beat your chest. You did nothing to me, either directly or inadvertently. We well, just had fun with what? this podcast. I'm just going to talk to you because I'm not going to offer that same uh, blessing to the bitch who sat next to me. <laughs> now I want to. Now I want to like come up and go to like synagogue with you so you can point oh her out God. to me. I don't even. I wouldn't even know what she looked like. Whoa! Yeah, that bitch, synagogue bitch. That's not nice. I hope she's not one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's not too woke to call her synagogue bitch. We, we need. A, we need a more. Yeah. Gender neutral, yeah. Synagogue meanie. Oh, that is a, that's an interesting <laughs> question. Oh, you know, because everything I because if it was a dude, what well, would we be calling him? Synagogue douche. So that's exactly what we'd be calling him. That yeah. is exactly we, he'd be the synagogue douche. Yeah. So my old synagogue there was like chock full of those guys. <laughs> it was the douchiest synagogue. It was a really douchey synagogue douche. Alright, well, have an easy pass, Stephen. Alright, you too. (laughs) See you, everybody. Bye.